Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Thunder Rock'em Sock'em Funny Reference Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU and assembling the timeline in historical order, sorry, scene by scene, sorry, in historical order, until the end of time. I did that one without the script. Yep. And you it added, shows. Added some words, but we're I calling sure that did. jazz riffs. Uh, yep. Jazz it's all about the Colin. It's all about the things that you don't play uh, and it's also the extra the things that you, you do. don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the extra <laughs> things that you put in. So, anyway, <laughs> yikes. Hey, Colin. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? Guessed what? Guessed who? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, Captain America. <laughs> Yes ending by saying no. We are at another Red Skull scene. Red Skull scene. And that means that it is time to bring back out our expert on things that have no hair and are red, bright, bright red. Just really, really red, like a almost offensively red. It's James Wilcox. Hi, welcome back. You're here again. Hey, it's good to be back. Uh, hey. Colin, you watched the the older Captain America movie, right? Uh, yes, I've watched a couple of them, actually. Or is there more than one? Oh, oh yeah. God. Uh, the helmets keep getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. It does in the, the other one that I actually have not been able to get my hands on yet. For no, you the know, 1979 one, I cannot Next find to Stan the General mm-hmm. is one of the guys that played Captain America in that scene. Wait, what? Sitting next to the Stan Lee as the general, yeah. The other guy on camera is played that Red Captain Brown? America. In one of those, I think or so. Matt Salinger. His name is Red Brown. No, Reb. Reb. Oh, okay. Like almost right. like Rebel, but right, right, right. Okay, sorry. That's wild. That's a really cool. Yes, my pull. favorite Canadian cartoon sh- or a comedy <laughs> show is Red Brown. It, it's the it's the one all about uh, like potty humor. Red Brown. Exactly. It didn't take off. <laughs> it did not. It, I thought it, it went down good. right, flushed right down the toilet. Anyway, uh, so yeah. I had a purpose for asking you yeah, that, and sorry, I've lost sorry, what sorry. it was. Oh, no, I, I, oh, no, I was just thinking, like, you know, I could I could fake, like, a stomach ache, and then we pull over the podcast, and then I take it over and run away with the podcast. Oh, but. no. Oh, yeah, exactly. That uh, Hey, I don't mention that in one of the upcoming videos, that scene, just because I didn't have time. But it is so one of the right. funniest things. He does it, like, things. twice. Yeah, it's true. He does true. it twice. He, or three times? He does he this. Does so, in the 1990 Captain America... Uh, he thaws out and he just starts like running essentially and hitchhiking. Sure. And uh, this like they couldn't put the Washington Post in. So they had like a fake Washington Post type thing. And he this reporter. Washington Post. Uh, this, yeah, exactly. Uh, he goes out. No, to, no, no. Washington Post. Oh. Um, and so this uh, this one like reporter goes out to try and find him and he does. And so he starts driving him like to town or whatever. And he's like trying to get all this information and it's it's an incredible scene where again this is a man who just fought in world war ii right and right. then got frozen like yesterday yeah and then got frozen for like four decades right um right. like in the movie born uh, forever young yes uh and also captain america uh and oh, well i guess you know and so then he uh is he gets in this car and like the guy is like questioning him he's like do you mind if i record this he's like how could you possibly and then he puts like a little walkman down and it's recording and he's like but then throughout the thing, he's asking him questions and he's just looking around the car and he sees that like on the tape deck, it's like made in Japan. And then like they're driving in a Volkswagen. So it's like made in Germany. And there's another thing that I think is like 
made in Italy or something like that. Like they they find a way to have like multiple things made by the people he was just fighting. And so who's then, the vice president? Jerry Lewis. And so then he just goes, <laughs> "I think I'm going to be sick. Can you pull the car over?" He's like, "What?" He goes, "Pull the car over. I think I'm going to be sick." And he's like, "Oh, okay." So he pulls the car over. Captain America like runs off a little bit as if he's going to throw up. And so when the reporter gets out, I was like, hey, are you all right? He just bolts back to the truck because he knows he's faster than this like portly older gentleman and just takes off in this truck. And he's like, oh, oh, like realizes that he got duped. And he's like, my truck. And then he's also just like left in the middle of nowhere. It's wow. that, that classic Steve Rogers Stealing? that we've really come oh, to yeah. expect. Steal. Uh, oh, also, Rogers. Steve Rogers doesn't have money, so then he just drives the car until it runs out of gas. Sure. And then chooses to just walk and hitchhike from there. In the 40s, that's just what people did. That's awesome. He just yeah. drive one one use cars, just like abandon them where they <laughs> where they stop. Mm. And then people will move into them because it was tiny homes. Were still coming out of the depression. Yeah. The original homes tiny homes. homes. And that's where RVs came from. That's where her what came from? RVs. Oh. I thought you said our like lease or something like that. I was like, you have a lease? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's where Kristen and my lease came from. A guy in a car. A, a man in a really nice van <laughs> wants to offer us a recording contract. We're signing. Makes right. sense. Makes sense and dollars. So we are talking about Captain America, the first adventure, a.k.a. Cap 1. And we're going to start this scene at 2753, and we're going to go through 2929. And here is what happens. This was a scene when I was taking the synopsis down. I was like, boy, this just keeps on going, huh? All right. Zola walks into the lab to find Schmidt getting his portrait painted. When Zola enters the room, Schmidt turns off the lamp that had been lighting him so that he is backlit by the window behind him. Zola has heard that Schmidt has found Erskine. Schmidt directs Zola to a table full of surveillance photos of Erskine. <laughs> Schmidt gathers that Zola doesn't approve of the surveillance of Erskine, but Zola says, possibly facetiously, that he doesn't understand why Schmidt is going to the trouble when it's very unlikely that Erskine's experiment will succeed. Then he looks at Schmidt and, after a pause, adds, uh, again, because uh, he is a master political player. Mm -hmm. um, Schmidt explains that the serum is the last defense the Allies have against the power of the Tesseract. Zola asks if he should give the order, and Schmidt replies that it has been given. Already this Schmidt is my manager. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. <sighs> As Zola begins to leave, Schmidt calls him back to assess the painting. Turning the light back on, Zola says that it is a masterpiece. Um, this is one of the coldest scenes, I think, in all of MCU history. I just want to point that out. And I'm not talking about, like, the snowy mountains outside. I mean, like... Mm -hmm. You know, when I say coldest, right, I'm talking like literally like villain just being fucking cool for like, honestly, no real reason. Like he doesn't need to be. And the way he like a does the it has already been given. Right. Like like Arnhem, my boy. I are, I did that two hours but ago, right? Like that is my job yeah. in the in the company structure. I am the one that gives the order, pretty much. But he's just oh, like, okay. he's like, I guess, just go over my. It's, head it's like it's whatever. this is my, this is my time to shine, right? Go over but my then skull. Also, Ooh, the way yeah. he, like he the way he just slowly reaches up to turn the light back on, and he's like yeah. on him, and just like clicks it back on, and just like I don't know, it's the fact that like as he's doing that, the way the painter just completely tenses up like because yeah. that painter's like my life is in your hands to this like little small tiny gentleman and he's like 
you know that he is just, I mean, the panic in this man. When, and then when he goes, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's just. Bro, be cool. <sighs> Say it's good, bro. Dude, the way <laughs> like the the relief that washes over him every time yeah. I'm like, that's how you know this dude's just one bad motherfucker. And like, it's so cool. It's so yeah. good. I love that scene. So good. Very true. Let's do a really quick Avengers ensemble. Uh, it doesn't even merit the theme song. The painter is played by a guy named David McCall. No, David McHale. Uh, he was in the Johnny Depp, Sweeney Todd, two episodes of Doctor Who. But the but they were from 1977, which huh. is when the fourth Doctor was a, a an extant property, um, and that is it. David McHale, British. Probably. He is probably so. <laughs> destroyed by the fact that you went not even worth a theme song. <laughs> yes, big fan of the show, David McHale. Yeah, uh, he writes to us all the time. Slide into our DMs, David McHale. Yeah. DM. Uh, so. Uh, Actually, I have a if, of notes. if real quick, if he does somehow happen to listen to this episode, do write to us because I want to know: Can you actually paint? Like, I we don't actually wanna... see the painting, so you mean so? But it's like I want to know: Was there any truth? Were you like, yeah, I can paint? And they're like, great. Dave McHale, if you have uh, been resurrected from your death in December, um, oh no, let us know. <laughs> oh no, That's I'll, I'll not get to good. work. I'll see what I can do. Oh. <laughs> James, I, you couldn't have said something before I made an absolute fucking fool of myself. <laughs> oh no! I mean, sorry. Uh, funny reference. You couldn't make it. Oh, right. come on. Hey, he he was celebrating his seventeenth birthday the day that my mom was born. So fun. But again, he is dead. <laughs> dead. Dead. Vid McHale. Um. So we've got to keep bringing up the death thing so he can't cut this. <laughs> Hey, uh, you will never guess how he died. Um, <laughs> That's probably not on IMDb. It's probably not. Like All You right. would not believe it. Somehow a door. <laughs> a door. Yeah, exactly. Flew across a the room. A, a door with a painting on it. Um, <laughs> it's like, why was I in that movie? So uh, just a couple of notes. Uh, the look of disgust on Zola's face as he looked at, as he looks as he looks at the gross, chunky-looking red paint on the palette is just real bad. He's just like, ugh. Um, and that was one of my notes, just killing it. Um, and the other one is, uh, watching this scene, uh, it struck me as a very Herod sends people to kill baby Jesus sort of deal. Um, but I guess it's really any story where someone in a position of power is threatened by someone with less power. So the powerful one sends someone else to get rid of them with appropriately unsatisfactory results. It's like, I've sent someone to kill him. Don't worry about it. He'll be killed for sure because I'm the boss. And then that doesn't work and you have to fight him later. Another thing is, um, oh, I looked up uh, the guy that painted. This reminded me of uh, Hitler's painting. The paint, like, you know, there's several famous paintings of Hitler. Mm -hmm. And I found out the, the guy that painted like the official like portrait of Hitler was a guy named Heinrich Nier, uh, K N I R R. And, uh, he was Austrian born and a German painter. Just, I was like, I know there was a guy that did this exact same thing for Hitler. I wanted to find out when it was, it was in 1937. Um, so this is what I, I like to imagine that, uh, Johann Schmidt was like, I'm going to get me one of those just as soon as we get the Tesseract to work. And then, First thing he's like, Sarah, get me 
get me the painter because we're gonna get this portrait done uh hold that thought where you are i was just give me just okay. i'll be right back sorry one second i'm so sorry oh, okay hey so did you uh research the opera that was playing that's okay. next i kind of figured yeah uh did i research it as colin and i were talking at 10 15 tonight yeah that also <laughs> that um I, I made it i made a couple small notes but i kind of figured you would have picked it up i only have what it what it was and uh sort of a funny a fun interesting thing about the clips that they that they played um so if, for sure if you if you have any other things you want to say about it okay probably not but okay but hey we'll you never know it was just like it was funny because i watched the scene twice because of that because i'm like wait a minute yeah i think i've heard this before. <laughs> it was it was funny i was like uh well it's probably wagner Exactly. I literally, my note literally says, I guessed Wagner, and sure yeah. enough. Yeah, exactly. Sure enough. Um, sure enough. Um, so, yeah, I was like, it's just, and it's probably the Valkyries, and uh, one of them was. Apparently, he has it on like a mixtape because it plays from two different operas. Oh, really? Is, yeah. Okay. Which is fun. Like he has his, his special like he had one mix. record and the other record and he just snapped yeah. them and then glued <laughs> exactly. them together. Good. Right, it was his first like genetic experiment. This is the remix. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh here he is. So yeah, oh, just keep hey, what I said under. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, no worries. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I looked up belatedly was um, the scene starts with a record being started. And uh, mm. so I wanted to look up what that music was. Uh, I did use tunefind.net, not just my uh, vast uh, 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 knowledge of opera. Not today. Um, so the uh, the song that starts is uh, from Act One, Scene Three of De Valkyrie. Uh, De Valkyrie, um, which is the third, the second of the Ring Cycle by Wagner. Um, it is Act 1, Scene 3. The song is called Ein Schwert, Wer hieß mir der Vater, which means a sword my father foretold me. And the first lines are a sword my father foretold me should serve me in sorest need. Which is an interesting thing because uh, in another part of the scene, a different Wagner song is playing, which James and I were joking like, so did he have like a mixtape of Wagner? Or like what's going on? How did he have two different, from two different mm -hmm. operas, like it's like a song from Empire Strikes Back and a song from Phantom Menace, like back to back. Like I love these yeah. two songs, whatever. Um, but in the forties, it was on shuffle. So, yeah, exactly. He had <laughs> he had his Wagner on shuffle. Exactly. The first thing they did with the Tesseract. Yeah, <laughs> one of one of Zola's <laughs> one of Zola's designs was an iPod. Um, <laughs> this iPod. can hold twenty. I just figured operas. it was all vibrators. Oh. Mm. I think those probably. would probably just obliterate the Listen, people's dances. I didn't say where the iPod was, so oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, lots of bass on those on these Wagner tunes. Um, mm. The other, I, so I, I don't know. Base. Well, that's hey, that's safety. That's, that's safety. just safety. Um, so the other song is from Gotterdammerung, which is the last one. Uh, it is uh, Dritter Tag. Uh, uh, it's the it's the funeral march because what happens is that guy. Who's talking about the sword in the first one? He gets fucking killed. And uh, it's his funeral march. So I think it is hilarious that he's like, I have this great weapon. Oh, crap, I died. 
which is very interesting for Red Skull, mm. or Johann Schmidt, Johann Schmidt, who has got this great weapon. Maybe a little bit of and nothing uh, bad ever happens to him. It's right. awesome, and he just he, he just uh, you know goes and lives in the suburbs, um, mm-hmm. starts a an indie rock band, and Spoon. nothing that could happen. Like you know, he definitely didn't get a warning in the very first scene about how nope. he'll burn. You know, like there's yeah. there's nothing to that. Exactly. He, he actually he he went to the beach and um, just forgot to put on suntan lotion. That's yeah, why. Exactly. That's, honestly, that's why his skull's red. He, he used to be white skull, but. <laughs> All right, so those are the only things that I had uh, researched, but I do have a guestion slash hostion because I do want both of you to answer. It has sort of multiple, it has, it's sort of a two-parter. If you were getting your portrait painted tomorrow, what would you tell the painter that you wanted the painting to like, like say or represent about you? Like how do you want it to be like a, a power thing or like a, this guy was a nice guy or like, boy, he sure liked guitars or whatever. And then what pose would you get painted in, keeping in mind that for the purposes of this, we're going to say that this portrait will be painted in two six-hour sessions? I mean, I, th- I think I'm really subtle all the time mm-hmm. on Twitter. <laughs> so I, I think I need to finally get it out there that like uh-huh. butt, okay. butts are my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to like be hugging a butt okay. for six hours. Well, two six-hour sessions. Like a... R- like a like a real butt or like a like a, a, a sculpture of a butt. I mean, I'm not picky. Oh, I just okay. want a butt. Just give me a butt. There you go. Give me a butt. Give me a butt. <laughs> break me off a piece. Break me off a piece of that big old butt. I think my portrait would probably be of me sitting at like a computer, whether it's mm-hmm. this desktop that I'm at right now or like. Maybe like literally like kind of like hunched over my laptop, which I think is kind of unfortunately a more typical sight to see. Because um, like I do all my editing on the laptop, um, and so you know, so like I think that frequently I start off by like sitting up straight and having good intentions, and then by the end of the edit, I'm just sort of like mm-hmm. in my little goblin stance, you know, I'm like, let me get this edit out, you know. Um, <laughs> James made another reference that I have to keep up, you know, like, so that's why, that's why I sound like too, by the end of it. Um, yeah. Like Cobra commander. Yep. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so it's probably just like me editing, like maybe with like a microphone nearby. Um, Here, yeah, things like that. Here's what I love about that. That means, and I know you do this, you'd be like, here's my pose for the portrait. I'm going to get some editing done. Mm-hmm. I know you do it. Yeah, like I that's, go- that's a classic column. Like. This is it. And the best part about it would be that, like, it would be a six-hour session, and the guy would just be like, all right, great, I'm going to, like, you know, we'll, I'll come back and finish, like, tomorrow. Or whatever. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And, and I would yeah. just still be there. <laughs> I'll just let myself. Still doing work or whatever. Or also, <laughs> on the same flip side of that, it would be that I should be editing to, like, you know, look like I'm doing the mm. work. But I go, well, it's a Wednesday. I should watch the new Moon Night. And mm-hmm. then he's like, he's like, hey, you're like, like, can you sit back up? But like I'm not listening because I have my headphones and I'm just like <laughs> Steven's so funny. <laughs> he said amazing. <laughs> uh, what's that? Excellent. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Sit back up. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely working. <laughs> what a silly hippo. You know, like like that's just yeah. me. You know. Uh, yeah. But then I go. No, I should get back to work. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's I think that's my thing. Excellent. I think those are both great answers and also correct answers. But that is all I have on no, my James, notes. James, 
Sorry, funny reference. Hmm? What's your? Oh, um, sorry, what's your portrait? Uh, probably band T-shirt, like jeans, like ready for a concert, but like uh, maybe like tying my shoe with my foot up on a chair, you know, like that for six hours. That is, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I, that's a... I just. Just out of curiosity, what about the tying your shoe? Is like, like what, what, what about that position that you find yourself in? Is like I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to go. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a. Okay. Like, so your yeah. your whole steez is just like I'm always like essentially ready to go. It, no, getting ready in the process, mm. never getting there. I'm like, I'm like the Zeno Zero of preparation. Oh. You said never getting there, and James just, just kind of had a little sad face. Oh, yeah. No, James okay. always likes the arrival, I think. Right? No, no, I like the build. Sometimes it's better to the put build up's better. Hey, mm. you can't spell subtle without sub, right, James? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Colin, I'm done. Okay. I'm finished. Great. Well, since you're finished, we're going to talk about some social medias. Yes. This is Timeline Scavengers, so you can find the podcast Timeline Scavengers at Timeline Scav. If you want to find the podcast network that we're a part of, you can find the podcast network at Scavengers Net. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. Uh, funny reference, where can people find you on Twitter? I just remembered that that was the name I picked for myself mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of this, and that's why you said that before. I was like, when did I make a funny reference? Which is great. Classic funny reference. FR. For real. All right. So uh, people can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James. Perfect. And then uh, to James, where can people find you on Twitter or wherever you want them to find you? Um, actually, I've got a guy who's uh, DJing it right now. And he's got yeah. to drop the bass first before I'm ready to talk about it. I, oh, I need gotcha. to the basis building sense. and building and building. building, yeah, yeah. And building. I, I got to get that drop. I can't do it right now. You'll have to wait. Did <laughs> you ever see that SNL sketch about the, the, the drop that never comes? Like it's at a dubstep song, but the drop never, ever happens. It, it was a good one. Oh. Very of its time. Like very only, mm -hmm. only good in that one year. It also makes me you think know, of the SNL. McElroy bit, though, where they were pretending to be, I think it's Skrillex's, why did I say it like that? Skrillex's uh, like parents. Mm -hmm. And they kept and they kept being like, "Drop that stinky beat, Francis. Your father's mm -hmm. waiting in the car. Just go ahead, drop the beat on them." It's very Did they funny. guess that Skrillex's name was Francis? It, maybe it's maybe it's Dead Mouse because one of the, one of those guys okay. is his real first name is Francis. Because Skrillex was the lead singer in from first to last. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it was weird to find that out. Weird. They both. I was like, they. They both look like Corey Feldman, and I was like, God, ah, that's because they're, the they're the same guy. Yeah. No, they are not. Corey Feldman. Corey, oh yeah, yeah. That actually would have been very funny. Licensed to dubstep. I can't believe I almost forgot about the main man, Nick Bermold, uh, the man who made the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of this show. You can find Nick at n b r a m a l d or nickbermoldcomposer.co.uk. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Thunder Rock'em Sock'em Funny, Funny Reference Anderson. And I'm James Wilcox. Excelsior!
Hey man, have you listened to Days and Confused 33 and a third? Be a lot cooler if you did. Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. We're cruising through the movie one song at a time with a cool new guest every week. We're talking about the fashion, the music, the characters, what they meant to us then, and how we relate to them now. So join us at Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. Just keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.